0: Good morning. Welcome to Bloomer Baptist Church. Whether you're here in person or watching our live stream or recording of our service, we are excited to worship with you together this morning, both in singing and the study of God's word and in fellowship and serving and praying with one another. Please open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. That would be page 5, I'm sorry, page 919 or 920 roughly in the Black Pew Bibles in front of you. We continue in our Ephesian series today, building a new you. God is building a new you through his love, through Jesus' sacrifice and influence upon your life and the Holy Spirit's helping. He is making a better you, one more like Christ. We also continue today. With this idea I posed three weeks ago, are you fashionable or practical? But we will move forward a bit. We will dig deeper into the meaning of what Paul is telling the Ephesians to look like, act like, speak like. Who are they to be as Christians? You see, it's not enough to strip off the old self. You must put on the new self, a better self, one like God, one like Christ one which is holy and true. And here in Ephesians chapter 5, Paul moves on with a new illustration, a new idea, not with dressing, but with imitating. Let's read now from Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1 through 21. And I'll read from the screen so I can transition as we read. Please follow along. Therefore... Therefore, knowing all this, everything that's before, everything we've been talking about, therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you as is proper among saints." For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Verse 7 of chapter 5, if you're just catching up with us. Therefore, do not become partners with them. Because of this, because of the wrath of God, do not be partners with them. All these bad things, sinful ways of living. For one time you were in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Therefore, it says, awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. And finally, verse 15, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is, and do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Today we move forward, talking about being imitators of God. We are all imitators, sometimes posers, but always imitators. From an early age, we look at our moms, our dads, our brothers and sisters in order to discern, decide how we are to live and breathe. Our families teach us the very meaning of life. We imitate our families in speech, dress, actions, even how we behave and eat. Once we're older, we imitate our friends who we may see qualities which we wish we had. Maybe it's their choice of music, new trends in style, or how to speak or think. Eventually, we imitate others as well, people who influence our lives, some for, for the good, others not so much. Maybe it's celebrities, teachers, maybe it's mentors, musicians, idols, sports players. Maybe it's a favorite coach, or a character from a TV show, show or a book. It's as if from the time we are born, we are using a magnifying glass to analyze Everyone around us deciding who we are to be. As I was home this week visiting with my family, I thought about how we, growing up, look to our dads, our moms, our families, and it's like we're using a magnifying glass the whole time we're growing up and deciding who they are and who we want to be. There's a problem with a magnifying glass, though. A magnifying glass may be used for good and right purposes, such as reading small print in a book or to analyze and fix a small piece of jewelry or some electronics, electrical components. But it may also be used to create fire, to burn paper, and even living things. How many of you have ever burned some paper or ants or insects with a magnifying glass? The problem with this is also that we're not supposed to be imitators of anyone but God. Now, sure, we can look to our parents and we can see good things, but God must be the ultimate one who we imitate. How much time do we spend using our magnifying glasses to look to people around us instead of God? Hopefully the people around us, our parents, our friends, our family, hopefully these people help you to see what imitating God looks like. But we must still go directly to his word to see who he is. Also, God calls us to show others what it means to live like God, holy lives. Other people are using their magnifying glasses, they're eyeballing you, they're watching you, and they're deciding who is that person? Do they see God in you? Who are we imitating? Who are we showing God to? Who are you looking at with your magnifying glass of eyeballs to analyze and be more like? Are you doing good or bad with this? Reading the fine print of God's holy and righteous ways found in his word? Or are you setting fires in your life and others, creating havoc and burning others with you? Paul, here in Ephesians 5, moves forward with telling the Ephesians how to live as Christ followers. Imitate God, he says. Paul just got done talking about stripping off the old ways of Gentiles and putting on the new ways of Christ followers. We are to be practical, not fashionable according to the world's trends or styles, but God's ways. We are to be setting ourselves up for success by not simply knowing ideas from God's word, the Bible, but by practically living by them and applying them to our life. Paul moves forward with a new idea, a new way of speaking of the new self here, of the newness in Christ. He says, therefore, knowing all this, putting on the new, we must be imitators of God. Imitators of God. That's the type of clothes we want. That's the type of fashion we want, is to imitate God's the Trinity's way of life. Paul will next tell us what this means, how to do this, what this looks like. But first, let's speak about imitating just for a moment. Scripture says to be imitators of God, not posers. When I was in middle school and high school, there was a popular saying, don't be such a poser, they would say. Don't be such a poser, Patrick. Don't be such a poser, James. Don't be such a poser, Billy Bob, Gene, Jeannie. Don't be a poser. A poser means to be a person who just acts a certain way to impress someone. We must be genuine, true. Don't just act a certain way, but truly be who God wants you to be. Just as an earthly child imitates their fathers and mothers, we as children of God should imitate him. As father of all creation, don't be such a poser. Truly be imitators of God. Allow him to make you more into himself with each day. Don't you do this, act, acting to impress your church friends, your moms, your dads, or your spouse, your boyfriend, your girlfriend. But genuinely imitate God as the beloved children of his that we are. Paul tells us here to imitate God in three ways. One, imitate God, walk in love. Two, imitate God, walk in light. Three, imitate God, walk in wisdom. There are many ways to imitate God. These are simply a few of the ways to start. These are a few of the ways that Paul speaks of today and they all relate together but see God's word to see more. But we start with walking in love. Again, don't be a poser. Don't just act a certain way to impress someone in your life. But truly be transformed and be a new person. Be new in Christ and walk in love. Walk in love like the Father and how he provides for his children and their needs. Walk in love as the Son, as Jesus Christ does for us. Paul describes Christ's walk in love here in that he went to the cross dying for our sins so that we may have forgiveness. A new restored relationship with God the Father in heaven and a place reserved for us in his presence. The follower of Christ is to walk in love, especially with the forgiveness of others. A sacrificial love as we see in Christ. Christ's walk of love was sacrificial and so should ours be as well. Walk in love as we love the Savior. Walk in love as we love the saints. That's one another. That's brothers, sisters in Christ. Us who are set apart by Christ. And finally, walk in love by loving the sinners as well. Love God and love his people. I think Paul, so enthralled with the love of Christ shown through the cross here, went directly to Christ's example of love first but this is right as it is what people need. It's what the world needs. Paul is so in love, so appreciative of all Jesus has done for him that that's the first thing he wants to tell people about. And that's what people need. A few reasons here. One, maybe you have a hard time thinking how to be imitators of the creator of the universe, of God the Father. Well, imitate Christ and you'll be imitating characters of God. Also, Paul may start with this example, walking in love as Christ because he had such appreciation for Christ's sacrifice that naturally comes up in all his conversations, which begs us to ask, how often does Christ and his sacrifice get brought up in our conversations? Do you love and appreciate your salvation? Speak of it. Finally, Paul may go first here to Christ's sacrifice because he knows his audience and what they need to hear, what we all need to hear. He knows the culture they live in. He knows their dealings day in and day out. The ways Paul says to live are contrary, opposite of the general societal, opposite of the ways we are to live. but probably true of the ways they were living. Paul says to turn away, to turn away from these things. Ephesians 5, 3, let's read. Sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you as is proper among saints. There, let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. For you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure or who is covetous, that is an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ in God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not become partners with them. You see, apparently these are either things he knows are happening in their lives around them or things which he knows they are tempted to give in to. The world has not changed much. There is nothing new under the sun as we still struggle with much of this ourselves, either directly or indirectly. And all three ways of walking here, all three ways, being imitators of God, help us to combat unholy ways of living, All three ways also help others to come out of sin. Notice before we move forward that the love of Christ, his sacrificial love here, was said to be a fragrant or good smell and an offering to God. In the same way, our sacrificial love for others and for God is also a good, fragrant offering to him. Number two, we must walk in light. Be imitators of God and walk in light. We no longer belong to the darkness. We are told that we are children of light, so we must remain in the light. This means that we are to walk according to the truth we know of God's word and the spirit within us. This also means that we are to live in in Christ's light so that others may see God's love and righteous ways. So that they might see the wrongfulness, sinfulness in their lives and turn to Christ's love. Seeking forgiveness through repentance and trusting in the only one who truly saves. Remember, light reveals, darkness conceals. We must be in the light. Tony Evans speaks of reflecting the light of Christ by referring to how the moon's shapes reflect the light of the sun. He challenges Christians to not be crescent moon Christians, toenail Christians, small moons. No, instead be full moon Christians, reflecting the fullness of his light, his love, his wisdom. Don't go into a closet. Go into the world with your light of Christ. We cannot reflect his light if we're not living by his light. We cannot reflect his light unless we're living in his light notice that Paul also says not to take any part in darkness but instead expose these things every time you take part in even a little bit of darkness it's as if you're walking into a dark closet into the darkness and concealing the light that you have within you're holding it back you're holding him back our job Our responsibilities as Christ followers is to expose the sinfulness of the world. Be a light in the darkness and show them the love and forgiveness available through acceptance of Christ Jesus as Lord. If you live as beloved children of God, imitators of him and children of light, sinfulness of the world will naturally be exposed by our right and holy lifestyles and words which are that of God's standard found in his word, and by accepting the Spirit's help and guidance. To do this requires what Paul states in verse 10. We are to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Number three, imitating God, we must walk in wisdom. Do not walk in the evil ways listed in verses 3 to 7. Do not even begin to partner with them. Walk not in darkness, but light. Walk not in futility of minds, dumb to the righteous ways of God, but walk in wisdom. Discern what is pleasing to the Lord. God, through his word, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, even through his creation, is showing his beloved children how to live. Imitate God. Be wise. But how do you walk in his wisdom if you do not know his wisdom? He will for us. His will for us is revealed in his word. We must be in his word. So to walk in wisdom equals to live our lives in accordance with biblical truth. Which means we must be in the Bible in order to know what the weather is what weather is coming your way. You would generally watch the weather report for an expert's opinion. If we desire to know God's will, we must go to his word to learn of it appropriately. We must every day be looking into his word and asking the Holy Spirit to help us in understanding and application. Let's read this section of walking in wisdom once more, beginning at verse 15 below. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. You see, there is a lot of searching in the world and Christian communities alike to determine what the will of God is, what is wise and unwise living. There are countless books and podcasts related to this idea, but we overthink this. God's word gives us so many direct, ideal, and righteous ways to live by according to his will. Do these things. Why do we spend so much time seeking ways to live when we yet to live according to the most obvious instructions God gives? We just read a whole list of them earlier in verses 3 to 7, and I'm guessing we do not have all those down yet. Let's continue to work at pleasing God and His will, walking in His ways and imitating Him. Continue to understand the will of God and imitate those ways with your life. As He says, do not be foolish. Do not be foolish by misusing the time God blesses you with. And finally, verses 18 to 21 gives further instruction to a walk by stating, Do not get drunk. Do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery. But be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. I find it interesting that we start with Paul talking about being imitators of God and immediately talking about Christ's sacrificial love, and then he ends with talking about our Lord Jesus Christ and submitting to one another, which takes sacrifice and love Out of a reverence for Christ, remembering him, respecting him, fearing him, loving him. Paul here ends with further application, though. You see, doing all these things is not enough. We are not to do this alone, but together. Be imitators of God together as one church, as one body of Christ. Therefore, Paul makes it known that we who walk in the Spirit are also to be encouraging one another with with spiritual songs, worship, and praising to God together in thankfulness for all his blessings. Friends, we have all been blessed greatly by God and one another. Let's spend time, appropriate time, together praising him for these great blessings. Look out for one another. Care for one another. Submit to one another's needs out of a reverence for Christ. Finally, as we close, I do wish to give some final applications. You see, Christians must not be like the world. Too often, the Church of Christ wants to blend in and be like the world. Too often, we are not imitators of God as we should be. We do not rightfully walk in the love of Christ, the light of Christ, and the wisdom of God. Too often the church blends in when we should be shining examples of a different, better, holy, and righteous way to live. Christians, friends, brothers, sisters in Christ, we must make a pledge together. Make a pledge together to be on mission. Worship, pray, serve, love, light, wisdom. How does light blend into darkness without ceasing to be light. Don't cease reflecting Christ's light. Don't move out of the light. Stay in the light. Stay in him and his word. Our mission requires being different and that's okay. The most effective way to do this is to constantly radiate Christ's light with love, goodness, and truth. These are right ways to live and be a witness of Christ's love. These are ways to imitate God. You see, Christians, by their very lives, convict sinners, validate God's law and ways, and confirm the power of the gospel. This is our mission. This is your mission. Let's take it seriously. Let's make a pledge. As John MacArthur said, the Christian has no greater calling than to imitate God. How are you doing with this today? How is this weak? Did you fail? It's okay. Let's, let's ask forgiveness and move forward. Let's do it, let's do it together. This is the very purpose of our sanctification, growing in God's likeness while serving him with your life today, tomorrow, and forevermore. Let's pledge together, pledge together today in prayer to get back on mission. Pray individually and pray together for the church, the universal church to get back on mission. Pray for the spirit to fill the church with the wisdom and boldness needed to proclaim his truth and shine forth his light, wisdom, and love. Pray for revival within the church in the world. Oh, how the church and the world need revival. And finally, make a pledge today, today in prayer to get back on mission. Get back on mission daily and together. Let's worship together pray together serve together let's walk in love together walk in light together walk in the wisdom of his ways and his word together by doing these things together we fill each other up as one pastor said it's as a fuel station fills up a car's gas tank to full our spiritual fuel tanks may be filled to full when we worship pray and serve god together as he so desires don't be fueled by fake cheap fuel or bad fuel which are not as potent or may damage your vehicle's engines. Go straight for the good stuff. Go straight for God. Are you following in his steps? Are you imitating God? Are you imitating Christ? Are you being a poser? Are you using his magnifying glass and looking to him and his ways found in scripture? Or are you looking more to the ways around you and to the world? Are you walking in love? Are you walking in light? Are you walking in wisdom? If not, I invite you today to come this morning forward and commit your walk to him. If you have never accepted God's free gift of salvation, the invitation is for you to come now. Come today, August 22nd, 2021. Christians, are we following him as we should? Are we imitating him as we should? Are we stepping into his footsteps of love? If not, come and recommit, redirect your walk and follow him today and forevermore. Deacons, I want you to come forward as we pray and I want to invite people to come forward and let's pray together. Do you need prayer? Come together with us, come forward. People in your seats, pray as we have this closing song. Let's pray now. Lord Jesus, we thank you We thank you for you are good, you're mighty, you are wise, and you're everywhere. We thank you for your love. We thank you that we can imitate you, Lord, and have holy, righteous lives. Lord, we pray today, help us to imitate you more and more. Help us to become you. May there be more of you and less of me every single day of my life. Amen.